Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. The Bible says, be not deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Welcome to Financial Issues, where we align reality with truth. Conservative talk radio you can count on. Financial issues that you need to know. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We will simply apply to government the common sense that we all use in our daily lives. Good morning. Welcome to Financial Issues. Today is Rapid Fire Friday. So we hope that you have lots of questions and that you will get your call queued up today. We'll put priority on all callers first. So the phone lines are open. The number is 610-363-1110. And if you get your call queued up right now, you'll be the first caller in the queue. You can also interact with us on many different social media Outlets. We're live on Facebook and YouTube, Rumble. We're also on Twitter, Truth Social, Instagram, and I think that's about it. But if you're a social media warrior, then uh, get on there and interact with us. You can also watch us live from the website, financialissues.org. And there's a chat box right there on the side where you can post comments and questions that we'll get to today. Well, Uh, If you're a partner, I believe, and I was going to check right before the show started, but I believe that the partner conference call is posted to the website. We'll check that here and verify it. But if it's not, it will be up today. So we had a partner conference call yesterday. We did change the time. We normally do them around noon central time. We changed it to 1030 a.m. So uh, we noticed there was a little bit of drop in attendance, but it is posted for those of you who may have missed it or just were not available at that time. You can go back and listen to it. I have also posted some commentary on the partner side of the website in regards to the uh, one of the preferred stocks that we have on the list. So you can log in there and go read that information, and I hope you will find it very helpful. Shanna, I'm seeing right now the conference well, we got call some more is economic up. data out this morning. Uh, we got Core PCE, which is one of the Fed's favorite things to look at. So prices in the U.S., which exclude food and energy, so that's core PCE, 
went up by 0.3% month over month for December of 2022, picking up from the 0.2% increase in the prior month and in line with market expectations. Now, the annual rate, which is the, the Fed's most favorite gauge for inflation, fell fell to 4.4%. So that's the annual rate of inflation now coming down from 4.7% in November and from its peak last year of 9.1%. So this is the slowest increase in inflation in 14 months. So we're still seeing inflation climb, but we're seeing it climb at a much slower pace, which is a good thing. The Fed meets next week. They're going to look at all of this data because they're so data dependent, but I'm sure that they will still increase rates. Personal income numbers also came out this morning. So personal income in the United States went up 0.2% from a month earlier. And this is for the month of December, even though we're almost all the way uh, through January. It follows a downwardly revised 0.3% increase in November, and it was right in line with what was expected. So it was the smallest gain since April of last year, showing that inflation in the labor market is calming down. That's one of the things that the Fed is looking at, too. Personal spending in the U.S. dropped 0.2% month over month, worse than market market forecast of a drop of 0.1% and following a revised 0.1% decline in November. So consumer spending is cooling off as Americans deplete their savings accounts, Um, trying to keep up with the high rate of inflation and lagging in their income gains. Um, So spending fell for both goods, uh, namely gasoline and motor vehicle parts and services, and in housing, air transportation, and healthcare. So if you strip out the number for, if you adjust for inflation, the personal spending actually dropped 0.3% instead of 0.2%. So um, all indications showing that inflation has indeed peaked and all eyes will be on the Fed until the end of next week. We'll get so sick of hearing about all of that. So the markets yesterday all closed in positive territory. The Dow closed up six-tenths of a percent. The NASDAQ was up 1.76%, and the S&P was up 1.1% with that better-than-expected economic data that came out yesterday morning. But the pre-markets this morning, last time I looked, which has been a little bit, so it could have reversed by now, but the pre-markets are under slight downward pressure this morning. So you'll hear me talk a lot about the markets and the economic numbers and things like that. And it's good to keep abreast of those things. But I wonder, do you realize that the S&P 500 has climbed 15% from the lows in October of last year? Most people that I talk to on a daily basis in my practice still feel like the markets are bad because we send out these little Um, surveys and we just ask them if they're positive or negative on the markets and um, the majority of them come back right now negative. So the general consensus on sentiment, which means which way the market is moving, does not usually turn positive 
until the markets have rebounded significantly. So if you're waiting to hear the good news and the reviews of the market before getting in, you will likely have missed a huge part of the recovery. And that's why we reinforce all the time that we have a long-term strategy. We're not trying to time the market. It's very difficult, if not impossible to do. If you listen to this show for a long time, you would always hear Dan say there are no rich market timers on Wall Street because they just don't exist. If you look at the really successful investors, they look at investing the way that it should be. Um, going to decide whether or not this particular company that I'm going to invest in is has the potential to do well over time. Are they going to have ups and downs in the short term? Is are political decisions and economic uh, phenomenon going to have an impact on their business? Sure it is. But, you know, they look at the businesses. They don't just consider investing some vague concept that I'm just going to invest in this concept called the market and just hope it goes up and be really disappointed if it doesn't. They look at buying a company, becoming an owner of a company. And that's what happens when we invest our money too. Now, if you're a Christian, you realize that it's not really your money. <laughs> the money at everything belongs to the Lord. He made it all. He created it all. and He owns it all. So we are just taking care of it while it's in our possession. And we want to be a good steward in doing that. So um, here at the ministry, we equip you to be able to make some good uh, financially sound decisions about your investments, but we do it all through the lens of scripture. We are going to avoid not invest God's money in companies who are using that money to promote the things that grieve the heart of the Lord. And you know what I'm talking about, abortion, pornography, the LGBTQ agenda, human rights violations, all of those things that the Lord hates because the Lord hates sin. He doesn't hate sinners. He loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us, but he hates sin because sin hurts his kids. And so we don't want to be involved in allowing those corporations to use the money that God's trusted us with to promote those agendas. So we're here to help you do that. You can be a partner with this ministry for as little as $85 a year. You'll get access to our buy list. You'll get alerted when it's time to sell something that we follow. And you'll get access to asset allocation models, a monthly partner conference call, and um, tons of videos as well. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, 
Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. Welcome back to Financial Issues. We're so glad that you're here with us on this Rapid Fire Friday. So if you want to get your call queued up, you will be the first caller in the queue. It's 610 610- 363-1110, but we've got lots of great interaction on social, so let's do some of that. Awesome, Shanna. Yeah, let's do it. Timothy saying, good morning from Ohio. Great partner call and great Bible study. Still praying for FISM team, watching the Lord perform his great financial aid and information. Thank you, Timothy. We appreciate yeah, it as absolutely. always, brother. Yeah. And then we got Pete saying, looking forward to another great program today. Pete, we are as well, man. Thanks for joining us on Facebook. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Patty from Indiana is saying, here's a news item I thought everyone would chuckle at, even though it would probably fly under the radar. Senator Josh Hawley on Tuesday introduced the Preventing Elected Leaders from Owning Securities and Investments Act. And she has in parentheses Pelosi Act there. You heard the news story about Pelosi uh, having a little bit of trouble with her investments, not so much the money side, but with the the morality side of it. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then Patty also said, Seth, great Bible study this morning. So glad you're dividing up chapter six of Hebrews into smaller chunks. I also love hearing all the little prattle in the background. It makes <laughs> me consider what's going on at the moment in my grandchildren's lives. Oh, that's Yeah. Good. Patty, I'm glad you said that. I, yeah. I, I love having Eloise and Josiah there. I always worry that it's distracting, but I'm glad that it brings a smile to your face. <laughs> Gene saying good morning on Facebook. And then James Shanna is asking about TE22. You want to address this one? I know it's one of the uh, 20 for 23. Um, yes. Okay. So we actually only have 19 for 23. Not, yes. Yes. Because we took one off. Correct. Um, I'm going to say that depends. So I consider you at 62 years old. You probably have a life expectancy of somewhere in the upper 80s. So that's that's 15 to 20 years of, of time 
left. I mean, nobody knows how many time we have, how much time we have left. Only the Lord knows that. But if we look at the statistics, statistics tell us that you will probably live into your upper 80s um, with considering good health and all. So that is a long-term time horizon. So from that perspective, I would say yes, that that you have enough time. It's a small percentage of your overall portfolio. You can still have an overall fairly conservative um, equity portfolio, even if you have uh, components in it that are more aggressive than the whole, because the portfolio is a, a sum of the parts, right? So uh, I think it would be fine. You just have to know the perspective that you need to look at this stock, that you're buying it for the next at least eight to 10 years. So if something happens and, you know, risk and return are very positively correlated. What that means is the more risk you take, the more return you should make historically. So with a technology stock that um, follows right along those lines, technology has had historically much higher returns than other things like, let's say, utilities or something like that, but that is because there's more risk in it. So risk is really translated into volatility. So if you can be okay, um, not get too excited to see the stock go up more than anything in your portfolio and not get too discouraged by seeing the stock go down at times more than anything in your portfolio, then I think you would be okay. Very nice, Shanna. Let's jump over to ask Shanna here and answer Nathan's question. He's 39. Uh, different, uh, he's a differently long-term investor. I'm not sure what he means there, but I assume it's just long-term investor. In general, he's wondering, do you suggest we reinvest our dividends in our individual stocks? Currently, he's reinvesting them in his ETFs and all the stocks except the ones that are getting close to being overweighted. Is this a good strategy to continue or should I be using the dividends to invest in new holdings? I prefer the second method, which is to use the dividends to invest in new holdings, because when you when you reinvest, you're basically by default making a decision about where new money is going to go, because when you get paid a dividend, um, that is considered income. So uh, I'm a fan of for individual securities, having that pay into your money market account and then being able to redeploy that money as you see fit. Nice, Shannon. Next one here is Dennis. He's saying, I recently received this email from the TSP, and I was wondering if you could help me understand what this means. As of January 23rd, 2023, the U.S. Treasury was unable to fully invest the government securities investment fund due to the statutory ceiling on the federal debt. However, G-Fund investors remain fully protected, and G-Fund earnings are fully guaranteed by the federal government. He's 55, Shannon, and I think he just wants some clarity on what that might mean. Yeah. So I addressed this a little bit on Monday's show. If you want to go back and hear all the details on it, you can go back to the podcast either on our phone app or Apple or Spotify and listen there. But we have a couple of weeks ago, we reached the debt ceiling in the United States. And so now this, uh, this, um, Debate is going to go on for probably far too long about what we're going to do about it. Are we going to raise the debt ceiling? Are we not going to raise the debt ceiling? Um, I think we are going to continue to pay our obligations the money for the money that we've already spent, and we should. But the Treasury Secretary, who is Janet Yellen, has some extraordinary superpowers. So she can make some decisions on her own because she's responsible for paying the bills of this country. And she can decide in the short term to do some things. So what she did to buy us a little bit more time that should get us through June-ish, I guess, 
is she has decided to put holds on two federal retirement funds. Um, so the, the Treasury Department is not fully investing money earmarked for the Civil Service Retirement and Disability Fund and for the Postal Service. So those things are kind of frozen. Now, what she says is that both funds will be reimbursed when the debt threshold has been increased or suspended. That's what they want to do is suspend this limit of how much money we can spend as a country. So uh, that's what's happening there. And that's why, you know, we we always talk about not having all of your eggs in one basket and diversifying between types of investments. You know, you've heard Dan say for years that you should participate in your uh, company retirement plan to get the free money and then consider if it's a good idea to put more money into that type of plan, because these are the things that can happen. It's just like we say all the time, when government has created something and when they regulate something, they think they own it. And so what they're doing is not right. Private companies can't decide to to not put the money that they owe their employees into their 401k plans, but the government can. So it's a good idea to diversify your types of accounts. Awesome, Shannon. I think we have time for one more here. Uh, Karen is asking about the 65 to retirement. Just moved over to the portfolio to the portfolio tracker. She said she loves it. She's discovered a percentage of her stocks that she only owns 0.7 or 0.8% of the total portfolio. She's heard you say that you should have at least 1%. Now, those on the buy list she's added to, should she go ahead and bring the rest up to at least 1% if they're on the broad list? Some are 30 to 40% up right now, so she'd be buying way up from the initial purchase. What do you think? So the most important thing is going to be your asset allocation. You want to make sure that you don't already have too much or enough in the categories that you're thinking about bringing them up to 1%. And it just depends. I mean, if you if you bought off of the buy list when those companies were on the buy list and you didn't buy anything when it was just on the broad list, then it could be safe to do that. Um, I would be more a fan of, uh, you know, looking to see how many positions you have all together and maybe consolidating some of those things, leaning more towards the things that are on the buy list. Awesome, Shanna. I think I misspoke because we do have time for one more before we get to the ag. Okay. Steven is asking about HC9, and he said, I bought shares here and there over the last year. I'm down 23.5% overall. Should I continue to dollar cost average down or just hold tight? Not any rush. I won't need it for probably 20 years. I also have a small holding of TE84 that's down just under 23%. He bought it in 2021. Would you think long-term it would be wise to dollar cost average down while it's so low? And he's 46 uh, and I am sorry, my technology is not working, so I can't even look up what those what those companies are right now. Can we hold that one over? Sure. Okay. Yep, we absolutely can. Um, let's go. Uh, I don't think we have time for for a call right now, right? Yeah, probably not. It's going to be close. We're coming up on the ag here. Okay. Got any more short, Ashana? We do. Yes. Uh, let me see here. This next one. Let me see. Cecilia is saying we're income investors, 70 to 80 years young. We're looking at HC6, but since the yield is so low, 1%, should we as income investors buy it at this time or wait for other HC additions? She's 71 years old, Shanna. Okay. So I think I heard you right. And I think I can see it here. Although my, my sound is coming in and out. Um, I think that the 
the HC stock that's on the list right now is uh, that pays a dividend is good for income investors because it's the only one that is is paying a dividend. So I think that's the most logical choice. Um, typically, most healthcare stocks, most technology stocks don't pay high dividends, but it's still a good piece of an overall diversified portfolio. So I would go with the one that's paying the dividend. All right. I don't think we have time to get to another one. So we're coming up on the ag report here. We're going to hear from Craig Halgert. He's so helpful in helping us to understand what's happening in those markets. And I know our farmers and ranchers really appreciate him. So we're going to hear from Craig. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to be back with more financial issues. If you have a question, you can get your call queued up right now at 610-363-1110. This is Craig Haugard with your Financial Issues Ag Update for January 27th. Corn futures closed higher straight across the board yesterday, with March seeing its third best close since back in early November. March futures also managed to close above their 200-day moving average, which could bring additional technical-based buying. The trade continues to focus on Argentina, where the Buenos Aires Grain Exchange now has that nation's corn crop ranked at 12% good to excellent, with 39% of the crop in a poor to very poor category. Yesterday's close had March futures seven and three quarter cents higher at six eighty two and a half. Soybeans benefited from the combination of strong weekly export sales and renewed drought concerns in Argentina, and they've combined to push prices nicely higher for the session. On the close, March soybean futures were twenty-one cents higher at fifteen dollars twenty-three and one half cent per bushel. Wheat moved higher as Russia pummeled Ukraine with another round of missile and drone attacks. The Ukraine Grain Association projects that this coming year's crop will be 25% smaller than the crop just harvested this fall. And last year's crop, of course, was already reduced by the ongoing war. The Minneapolis March futures were 8.5 cents higher at the close at 9.18. Kansas City rose by 21.5 cents at 8.64 and three quarters. And Chicago futures were 11.25 cents higher, closing at 7.52 and a half. Cotton futures probed the top side of their recent trading range. At the close, March futures were up 84 points, settling at 87.50. Livestock futures were mixed. April live cattle were $1.25 lower at $160.52.5 per hundredweight. March feeder cattle dropped by 90 cents and settled out at $182.85 per hundred. And April lean hog futures rose by $1.67.5 as they ended the day at $87 per hundredweight. Class 3 milk futures had a bit of a bounce after the previous day's beating. At the close, we had February futures 10 points higher at $18.31. This has been Craig Haugard with your Financial Issues Egg Update. We'll be right back with more financial issues after this. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, 
Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Securities offered through GA Repl and Company, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. Opinions expressed by Shanna are hers alone and are for informational purposes only, and do not necessarily represent those of GA Repl or the outlet on which you are listening. You should consider how the information applies to your situation prior to personally implementing it, and consult any financial professional you work with to make sure it's applicable to your financial plan. Welcome back to Financial Issues on this Rapid Fire Friday. And in the spirit of Rapid Fire Friday, we're going to get right to your questions and calls. So having a few little technology glitches here this morning for on my side. But uh, Seth read a question that Stephen had about HC9 uh, in the previous segment. And I see that we have a call about the same thing. So let's hear from Mark. Hi, Mark. You're on Financial Issues. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Shannon. Yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Um, I'm 62 years old and, uh, I've got, I got the HC nine. I bought it back when Dan put it on the list. It's been, I can't remember maybe two, three years ago. I'm not, I'm not certain exactly, but I bought it. It was around $85 this year and it went down. So I dollar cost average once and it now it's down to around 27 and so i was just curious if i should keep that or uh, dollar cost average again or or sell out of it how much of your total portfolio does it make um it's 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 small it's a small portion i don't know less than one was probably um let me think yeah probably probably around 1% yeah maybe just under 1% Okay. So you could do it again. Um, it is, it is a hold. It's a, there's a little description there 
on the website. If you go and you look at, uh, find it on the broad list and, and look at the description that we've typed in there. So you can see it is a hold and you could, you could dollar cost average down again in it right now. It's got a, uh, a positive 30-day trend, and so, I mean, it could take a little bit of time to recover, but it's a it's a really great concept that I don't think is going anywhere um, brought in, you know, during the COVID. I mean, it didn't start with COVID, but it got a huge boost in popularity due to COVID and not being able to to go certain places, and I think that that technological trend is going to continue, so I would at a bare minimum, hang on to it and you could, you know, dollar cost uh, or you could average down in it one more time if you like. Now, I'm only saying that if you're listening, (laughs) I'm answering Mark's question and I'm only saying that to Mark because he has 1% or less in that one position and, uh, you know, that's that's on the low end. So if your situation is similar, you could consider where that information is is applicable to your situation. If your situation is not similar, then my answer might be different for you. So thanks for calling, Mark. We appreciate your your partnership. Yeah, yeah thank you. All right, let's get to awesome. Brian. Brian Actually, is, hey, oh. so Shannon, before we get to Brian, could you just clarify for Stephen's question, is that the same as well? Because I know his information is a little bit different. And I wasn't sure if you wanted me to read that on the air or if that yeah, same information applies. So Stephen is wondering about HC9, same question, but he's down 23.5% overall. Should he, con- should, he con- should he continue to dollar cost average down or just hold tight? No rush. He also has a small holding of TE84. What do you think long term? Would it be wise for him to dollar cost average now down uh, also? Well, dollar cost averaging is a systematic investment on a regular basis of a similar amount of money. So dollar cost averaging is recommended for positions like your mutual funds, your ETFs, money that comes in on a regular basis. In your individual stock positions, you can average down. That means that you bought a stock at a certain price and it drops I'm going to say 20% or more, and it's now below your targeted allocation for it. And considering it's still a hold or a good a good thing to, to have going forward, then you average down, which means that you put more money into it once or twice. So you don't want to continue doing that. Um, if your targeted allocation for if that particular stock makes up between 1% and 3% of your overall portfolio, then you should probably just leave it alone. If because of the share price, the drop in the share price, that it's significantly below those levels, then you could consider adding to it. So a little bit different question, but very similar answer in those concepts. And then what was the other the other one that he... Yeah, he was also wondering about TE84. He's got a small holding of it. It's down almost 23%. He bought it in 2021. And he's asking the same question. Would it be wise to dollar cost average down on that one while it's so low? Um, yeah, I think that's that's a fine one to average down into. There's a similar one that's on the buy list. But again, that you, you don't really want to get into having too many different stocks. So if you're already... Um, in that particular one, I would say it would be okay to average down. Awesome. Thank you for that clarification, Shannon. That was helpful. Sure. All right. Let's get to Brian. Brian's calling from Ohio. Hi, Brian. Hi. Uh, good morning. I, I'd like your opinion on buying Identifus 
I think it's a good idea. In the in the world that we live in, um, there's a lot to be leery about. Most things, you know, we're we're moving more and more and more to doing things online between, you know, communications uh, with emails, social media. We do our banking online. We pay our bills online. There's just so many things that are out there, and there's so much. There's so many bad people lurking around out there, and there's this whole big bad thing called the dark web. So I think it's good. You just have to know the limitations and and what you're getting. So most of the time, you'll hire a company to monitor the dark web for you and to pay attention to when uh, new credit is applied for in your name, and they will alert you to it. And then they provide you have to be clear about what they're paying for. So they're going to help. They're going to provide some money usually to help you um, fix whatever gets messed up if your identity gets stolen. So, you know, it's it may or may not make you whole if it happens to you, but it will certainly help. And the services that they offer to monitor what's going on with your credit are a good thing. Okay, thanks. All right. Good stuff. Thanks, Brian. We appreciate that. That was a great question um, for everyone listening. So um, our phone lines are open. If you want to get your call queued up, you can do that now. Uh, It's a little bit, this is going back a little bit from when I was on vacation last week, but on MLK Day, uh, President Biden gave a speech and it was to honor Martin Luther King and his work for freedom and equality and um, all of those wonderful things that he did. But I listened to most of it, you know, and I didn't really hear him say much about Martin Luther King at all. It sounded like a campaign speech. He talked about himself and all of the great things that he and his administration has done. He said that the federal deficit was down $1 trillion. He took a victory lap for that. True, but it's not because of anything that he has done. If he and his administration had done nothing, the federal deficit would have come down more. If he hadn't put more COVID relief into play after the economy was already reopening, reopened and recovering, if he would have stopped all of the spending that was disguised as the Inflation Reduction Act, the deficit would have come down by $850 billion. He also said something that really intrigued me. He said, he said I'm, I don't remember if he said, I'm tired of or I really hate this trickle-down economics. And I'm thinking, wow, what school of economics did he go to? What he's really saying is that he doesn't believe that corporate America should be able to operate in a free market system in efforts to run profitable businesses that create jobs so that consumers have money to spend. He does not trust these greedy corporations. No, he would rather have the government collect all of the money and be able to redistribute the wealth as they see fit. He believes in a bottom-up approach that if the government 
takes lots of money from corporate America and the rich and gives it to people, they will spend that money, which will make corporations profitable so that they can be taxed more and have the money redistributed to the people again. The problem, what happens when no one wants to go to work because their paycheck comes from the government? How do corporations operate? How do they make money? How do they make the goods and services that people have all this money to buy? Well, it's not true. Biden does embrace trickle-down economics. He just believes that the American dream trickles down from the hand of the government. And so does Kamala. If you heard her speech as she um, addressed an audience on the celebration of Roe v. Wade, not the overturning of Roe v. Wade, but the anniversary of when Roe v. Wade became a thing and allowed America to kick off an abortion spree that lasted so many years. So let me give you a little preview of the real State of the Union's economic picture ahead of the deception of the Union speech. In terms of of markets, Biden's first half in the wheelhouse, the markets have had the worst experience for any Democratic president since Jimmy Carter from 1977 to 79 when stocks fell 13 percent. The worst ever stock market performance was under Hoover's uh, time during the Great Depression when stocks plunged more than 40 percent. We'll talk about this just a little bit more when we come back from the break and we'll get to more of your rapid fire Friday questions. I'm your host, Shanna Burt. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The opinions and recommendations expressed on this program do not necessarily represent the opinions of the station or any of the program sponsors. Additionally, all products or services offered by the program sponsors may not be known by the program. Thanks for sticking with us here at Financial Issues. I'm going to finish up my thoughts where I was right before that last break. So we were talking about the real state of the union from an economic perspective. There's so much more to it than that. But we're going to hear from the leader of the free world in uh, just a short time, another week or two. We'll hear the state of the, the union address. And I'm sure we're going to hear what a great job the Biden administration has done for us. But I was just telling you before the break that we've had the worst stock market of any Democratic president since Jimmy Carter. Um, The only one that has Biden beat there is Herbert Hoover during the Great Depression. So while stock performance under the Biden administration has been subpar, his record on economic growth appears to be a little bit better. The economy The GDP, the growth of our economy in the first year of his presidency, grew 5.7%. The first look at GDP for 2022 that we just got out this week indicates that the economy grew at 2.1% during 2022. So it'll be interesting to see how he spends that. But let me put that in perspective for you, because he took great victory laps over a 5.7% GDP last year. But that number wasn't because of anything he did. We saw growth in an economy that was shut down completely because of COVID. And we saw it reopen and come back with a vengeance. So the 5.7% GDP growth number that we got in 2021, which is the first year of his presidency, by the way. And I will tell you that political, um, you know, fiscal spending, political programs, things like that, they take a while to get up and running. It doesn't happen just instantaneously. Now, the market may get excited about what's going to happen, what it's looking forward to happening because of things that have changed, and it may go up. But the economy itself won't reap the benefits until those programs actually start happening. So what had Biden really had time to do to make the mark, uh, the economy grow by 5.7%? Nothing. So pay no mind that inflation went from the 2% range to the 8% range during that year. Not to mention his energy policy. 
and how that contributed to inflation, even though he wanted to completely blame it on Putin. You know, first he shuts down the Keystone Pipeline, makes it hard or impossible to get permits to drill on federal land. And then he, you know, wasn't shy about campaigning that he was going to shut down the fossil fuel industry for good. Well, there's consequences to that. Free market companies are going to invest or not invest according to what the administration says that they're going to, if, if the administration says they're going to annihilate the industry in your, that you're in, you're making a foolish decision to continue to invest in it. Then he goes and begs the Saudis and Venezuela for more, more oil, drains the SPR before allowing oil to be taken out of our ground, sells some of it to China, by the way. Just brilliant. You know, meanwhile, the SPR, our strategic oil reserve, has fallen to about 371 million barrels, the lowest level since 1983. It's 40% lower than when he took office. The SPR was established and created to mitigate the impacts of future severe energy supply disruptions, not to win an election. Now the Republicans are trying to put a stop to it. They're passing, they're hoping to pass some laws, which Biden is threatening to veto, to put some restrictions on what a president can do with SPR releases. So the reason that Biden even cared about gas prices was because there was an election last year. And now that the Republicans are in charge of the House, Biden is going to blame the rising gas prices that are coming on Republicans funny how that's just going to work out for him. <laughs> we have no more refining. Um, the prices are going to rise because we aren't drilling much here. We have no more refining capacity. We're maxed out. It takes time to build that. China is reopening and OPEC has been cutting. So Republicans are trying to put some limits on what the president can do. Um, doubt that they'll get anywhere with it because he's threatening to veto it. So we'll keep you um, informed on what's happening there. Well, let's get to a couple of Rapid Fire Friday questions. Let's hear from Melissa. Hi, Melissa. You're on hey, financial Anna. issues. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. Good. So I am new to the broadcast, and I really appreciate what you're doing with the ministry. I've really been able to learn learn some new things, and I also really just am in sync with the um, advice and counsel that you're given. It's very wise. I appreciate it. Awesome. So my question for you today is, since I'm new to the ministry, I really don't understand the um, the partnership and, you know, the commitment levels and what the benefits are of becoming a member or whatever the terminology is. But I would love it if you could explain that to me, please. Sure. So anybody can listen every day. Uh, you can, there's a lot of information that's on our website just publicly. But um, when you want to take your um, commitment to be biblically responsible in investments very seriously, then you can become a partner. You just go to the partner tab for as little as $85 a year. You can become a regular partner. With that, you will get access to our buy list. You'll get notified of any sales that you need to make. You'll be able to see the asset allocation models that you can choose which one to do for your age. And then there are a ton of partner videos that are just not available on the other side of the website. There's so many about how to get started. There's a search feature that you can look up different things. You can become familiar with the strategy and then you can actually, it teaches you how to, um, implement the strategy for yourself. 
If you're going to do that, I recommend becoming a prime partner because it's only a little bit more every year. It's $124. And the additional thing that you get with that is the portfolio tracker. So I believe you can even watch a video about the portfolio tracker without being a partner so you can get a little preview of how it works. But that's going to help you to specifically implement this strategy. Um, It's going to give you a template where you can put in all of your holdings and then it's going to give you an output. It's going to give you a bar chart. It's going to show you your particular um, asset allocation model that you're trying to follow and where you are. So it makes it really easy to look to, to get a quick glance at that and know where you need to deploy new money. Awesome. Where can I look at that preview video? Cause I really want to do that. Um, just go to the website, the the web page and uh, put in the search uh, tracker, and I'm sure the video will will come up there. Okay, that sounds great. All right, thanks, Melissa. We hope that we hope that you'll join the financial issues family very soon. Thank you, Shanna. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, good. All right, let's go to Joe. Joe's calling from Indiana. Hi, Shanna. Thank you for taking my call. I um, I have three quarters of my investments with a broker and I am little by little sharing buys uh, off of the buy list with my broker. It doesn't feel ethical to give him the buy list in total. Um, That's proprietary information to financial issues. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to know, you know, what is ethical with, dealing with a broker in, in, you know, we're having a hard time managing between his recommendation and my buy list. Yeah. That's a great picture of being unequally yoked. Um, if he is very interested in learning about biblically responsible investing, um, I, I would, I would share your conviction with him. Um, It's really hard for somebody who doesn't buy into biblically responsible investing to really implement this. If you think about the picture of the yoke in the Old Testament, what they used to use for oxen, they put the yoke on two really strong, um, hard-headed animals. And you got to picture what happens if one of them wants to go right and one of them wants to go left. Well, it makes for a very contentious relationship and nothing gets done. (laughs) So you have to really consider, um, I believe relationships are important. And if the advisor is a Christian, I think you should share your conviction with him, but I would encourage him to, to become a partner and, you know, if advisors are partners, they can use our list to uh, to navigate that as well. But I just just from my experience and hearing stories from people all the time, there's always going to be this um, contention going on. Maybe they're try to do what you want. But if somebody comes to me as an advisor and says, yeah, I know you do that biblically responsible stuff, but I really don't care about all that. And I just want to make money and to own money, I think I need to own Apple and Amazon and all of these companies that are biblically responsible. I'm going to very politely say, I don't think that we're on the same page. And, you know, I'm not going to, I spend all of my time 
on the strategy that I believe in, which is to be biblically responsible. I'm not going to take time away from my practice in doing what I've committed for my clients to follow a different strategy. So what, as an advisor, you know, if you're following all of these different strategies, now your loyalties are split, your time is split, you don't have time to do all of it. So, um, you know, I will tell people, I think there's a lot of advisors out there that can do what you're wanting to do, and it's just not me. So I think when it comes down to it, you really have to spend some time in prayer and praying about what to do um, and see if your advisor is going to come along. If not, then your advisor is not going to answer the question about stewardship. If, when the master comes back, that will be you. So you have to decide what you want to do about it. Well, folks, we have to remember time's getting short. The master's coming back. There is going to be a test and we want to be found good and faithful stewards. And we thank you so much for following along with us here at Financial Issues. Come back next week. Same time, same place. If we ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.